You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. This next interview is brought to you by Westpac Bump Savings Account. When you think about it, money is a bit of an ephemeral concept these days. So much of what we do with it is online, invisible to the naked eye, invisible to our children's eyes. So how do we teach the value of money to children? Effie Zahos is the editor of Money Magazine. She has two children herself, now a bit further grown than mine. (laughs) Hi, Effie, how are you? Hello, I'm well, Siobhan. At what age can we start teaching kids about the value of money? Look, I always say if your child can count, they should be counting in money. (laughs) (laughs) Such a capitalist thing to say. Um, So I have now an 11-year-old and a 16 going on 17-year-old. And if you think your children aren't financially savvy, and I I hate to say this, take a good look at yourself uh, because I think it is up to a a parent or guardian to really teach children the value of money. I mean, the good news is we do have financial literacy in schools. Thanks to to, to, my boss, Paul Clitheroe, uh, it has come into schools. But it it depends on the school, uh, how, how it's implemented. I mean, I would like to see financial literacy virtually in every subject because it's not just a math subject and it's not just an economic subject. I mean, can you imagine uh, students that do music? If there was any career that requires <laughs> financial literacy, it's the arts. What do they say? You're constantly unemployed or something like that. It's, it's a hard field to be, be in and your cash flow is erratic. So there is merit in teaching kids as young as you can. And um, when I say, you know, as soon as they learn to count. So obviously, if you've got um, a preschool child, it's very different to a primary school. And again, very different to a teenager. You've got to adapt it and you've got to make it fun. It's not a lesson. This is this is a life lesson that should be enjoyed and implemented throughout what you do. So so with my kids, it was, it was as soon as they could count, we used, we actually used coins and money to, you know, to count, to learn to count uh, and learn change and things like that. When you're out shopping, get them to be engaged in the shopping, get them to do a shopping list. So this is for younger kids I'm talking about. Um, once they understand that, you know, this is a want, this is a need and this is how much it costs, I get my children to research. So as they get older, when it comes to phones, I think phones are, you know, either love them or hate them. But your children will learn the value of a dollar once they do get onto a mobile plan. Because depending on how you treat that, do they pay for half? Do you pay for half? My children are so savvy on saving on their mobile plan, getting the most of their data plans, free Wi-Fi, hotspots and so on, because they have to pay for half of their phone bills. And they've brought their phones outright as well. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a case of getting them engaged in everyday activities, in everyday life, and making them part of your finances too. I mean, when we get our energy bill, actually a funny story, uh, my son saw the energy bill on the kitchen bench and he recognises that logo and he goes, oh, this bill is going to be as good as my report that's going to come. Oh, no. <laughs> so I know. I thought either his report is damn good, which I doubt it. Um, and he knows that the energy bill was high. He knew that. And he knew his report was bad. So that's, <laughs> that's how the, he, le- he linked the two. So I, I was so proud of him for being so witty, but then I was so upset that he was right. Um, so they're engaged with energy bills. They understand, you know, that this costs money out of the family budget. How are some ways we can reduce our energy bill? With my daughter, one of the biggest, uh, I suppose, things to explain to her has always been why mummy goes to work yep. because 
she <laughs> to get away from. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 that's no. right. I need a break. <laughs> need a um, break. Well, she she's been okay at daycare and okay at school, mainly when she was in daycare. So this year was her first year at school. But when she was at daycare, she just couldn't get her head around why she needed to go. Mm. And I couldn't, you know, go into all the benefits of early learning or her friends. So in the end, I ended up saying to her, um, well, look, look, mummy has to go to work because otherwise I can't buy you hot chocolates. <laughs> well, she understood that, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. I mean, is yeah. that the sort of the level of, um, in terms of monetary value like because when I said it's ephemeral for us these days sometimes I think as adults we take for granted yes we have to work to pay the rent pay the bills etc but our kids can't see that stuff and they don't worry about stuff like that so bringing it down to something that they understand is really important and being in, in a virtual economy doesn't mean that you should forget actually hard notes. Um, and, and I think kids, if you do elect to, to, to pay them a pocket money, um, and actually the Australian Institute of Financial Studies uh, suggests that regular pocket money does help with financial literacy. So if you choose to do that, and that's a very personal thing, and I can't tell you, you know, you've got to pay them this amount or that amount. Although th- one thing that does bug me is I know Heritage Bank set out a report on, on pocket money. And would you believe boys are paid more than girls? No, don't. No, I know. Oh, I know. Their last report, I think 2015, showed girls received $9.60 per week on average and boys $13 per week. Oh, that's Look, I I don't know why they didn't give an insight into it, but maybe, I don't know, is it the chores that they do? Do they pay more if you wash, say, a car, if a boy elects to wash a car and a girl elects to to vacuum? I I, I don't know. But that's not on in my house. That's terrible. It's absolutely shocking. But... Because of this virtual economy, I I think it's a case of also teaching them the virtual side of things. Because let's face it, our children aren't going to really hand the paper stuff, handle that. And if they don't know how to manage online in a virtual reality, they're not going to do well as well. So there are plenty of apps to get you started, especially if you do pay pocket money. I know the banks have some great apps where you can hook on and put your chores down. If your child has done the chore, you then transfer the money over. They get a buzz, an SMS. It's there as well. Wow, that's great. It's great, isn't it? It? Engage them yeah. that way. So it might be a case that you need to educate yourself a little bit yep. to keep up to date with the kids. On the spending side, it's really important that you do allow your kids to make some mistakes because it hurts more when they lose their own money. It really does. Oh, yes. They don't yeah. care when they lose. I know my kids don't give a toss if they spend my money. No, but if it's your children, oh, the pain, the pain. So, you know, the difference between needs and wants. And look, I actually ended up writing a kid's book uh, for two to 10. I think we spoke about this a while ago because my son had a spending problem. All the time when he got birthday money, it would just go out the door on Skylanders. It was crazy that he would not save any of his birthday money. And then this is where the concept of a book came about. Um, and now he's a lot better with money. He was, was, is the key word, saving for a house. And I was so proud of him. Wow. Because I thought he's 11, actually it was a couple of years ago he started saving. And he ended up about 2000 in his bank account. Wow. After a couple of years, birthday money as well. And then he blew the lot. And I let him blow it. I actually let him blow it. I go, this is a lesson. I said to him, you have lost your house now. (laughs) And he said to me, mum, I'm 10. (laughs) He goes, houses are a million dollars. I'm never going to get to that. (gasps) 
which is so typical of millennials. <laughs> I can go out and say that. No, that's a bit harsh. Um, but look, and let, then you just say, but darling, you're ten and you'd already earned yeah. two grand if you kept yeah. going. There's remorse in that. So what did he do? He actually sold the item later on back and got some money back and started saving. So I thought there was a lesson learned. He felt bad. He lost some money along the, on the, along the way, but he realised that buying something, selling it secondhand, you're not going to get you know the full value. I guess what I'm trying to say is let them make mistakes, let them take charge and get them to set some goals too. As parents, we are saving towards something, I hope, whether it's retirement, whether it's a holiday, whether it's kids' education. Sit down with your child and say, okay, well, what do you want? You want that scooter? If that's what's going to get them to save, let them do it. As far as kids' accounts, look... I say don't worry about too much about the interest rate because on kids' accounts, you're not going to earn a lot. You want a good account that has all the bells and whistles on teaching them financial literacy. So does it have a good app to help you save? Is it kid-friendly? Does it pay bonus interest rates if they keep making a monthly uh, payment? Don't worry about the interest rate at this stage because they're not going to get rich. But bear in mind that if they earn more than $416 in interest, then they are getting paid, they pay about 66% tax. And the government does that just so you don't stash your money in your kids' account. Yeah, I was going to say they'd be doing quite a few chores yeah, if they, they ended up with that much exactly. It's a loaded child. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Effie Zahos, who's the editor of Money Magazine, about teaching kids the value of money. And we've just been talking about everything from um, getting them to handle the money when they're in the shopping centre to getting a sense of how they might save. What do you think are some other important concepts, Effie, that children can learn through the understanding the value of money? Um, so the tangible bit is important. Get them to play with notes. Get them to set goals. Also, talk about money in a sense. I mean, ads are a big thing and we all we are influenced by advertising. And it may be too much to expect a sophisticated ad. You know, even adults get confused where they say, oh, return of 10%. I am going to invest all my money in that. Well, we know risk equals reward and the, the higher the reward, the higher the risk. I think with children even, get them to have a look at an ad and say, do you want that? Why do you want that? Do you think that's true what they're saying? Get them a little bit savvy when it comes to marketing because let's face it, we are all swallowed in this day and age of um, ads and marketing all around us trying to convince us to, to spend our hard-earned money. And and the sooner we introduce them to these concepts, um, the, the better. I, I, and basically involve your kids in conversations. We get so busy, we go out and do things, forget that we have a little one with us here, that we should be talking about our experiences through the day. Yeah. Effie, there's lots for me especially to think about. I'm going to go back and think about the chores and yeah. how we can make it equal pay. <laughs> equal pay starting in our homes, yes. Thank you so much for your time Thank today. You. That's Effie Zahos. She's the editor of Money Magazine. That interview was brought to you by Westpac Bump Savings Account. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.